Welcome to the Human Size Leader Podcast, where we discuss the human side of leadership. I'm Zach. And I'm Crystal. And today we're going to talk about culture. It's changed. <laughs> culture True. has changed. It's changing. Yeah. <laughs> and changing. And it, yeah, it will not be the same a year from now. Yeah. Big culture, little culture, work cultures. I mean, actually, we're in a time where work culture has completely imploded and changed more than anything I, I would assume has ever happened just because of the dynamics of the pandemic and how it um, affected everything, especially work environments. Not especially, yeah. but yeah. Yeah. Way. I mean, and the power has power shifted big time Yeah, to the employee. Yeah. Yeah. Everyone yeah. was looking. It's a wage increase of Ghana, and there's some really cool things about it. There's, yeah. Unless you're the employer, then it's not as cool. <laughs> yeah. And I know everybody's like talking about the, the great resignation, I think is called, and just how, um, I think it's more than just like, you know, wages and having opportunities that are new, but then people, I think, had a chance to rethink their life and like what matters. And um, so I think as a whole, the culture has shifted where it was already going. I don't know. Would you agree with that, Zach? There was already tendencies. People were more purpose-driven, I would say, than I, I'm really young. I'm sorry. I'm really young. I'm only almost 40. Um, I think that's young in this talk because I don't, I didn't live before 1980, right? When the culture was way different. Um, but like, I, I know that purpose people would get into a career and they would just be in it for their whole life. That's what you did. Um, but I've heard that, you know, in the last decades, people have shifted more towards purpose. And I know that's true for me that the people I see that are younger than me, that they, um, are looking for purpose in their life. And so when this happened, everything got shooken up and there was like all kinds of opportunities. And then you're stuck in your house going insane. (laughs) I'm sure there's a lot of processing that happened in that. Yeah, for me personally, you know, as someone that resigned from one position during that uh, and reevaluated my life, for me, it was even, uh, you know, purpose was there. But um, for me, it was looking at health of my life and was what I was doing sustainable. And the conclusion was, no, I needed to, I, you know, I was a pastor and a business owner and yeah, I was stretched too thin. And so I knew I had to change it up and, yeah. Yeah. and leave one. And um, so that's what ha- happened for me. But again, that's purpose as well, just outside of work. And I think that's one of the beautiful things about the younger generation is I think um, boomers and no insult to you intended, but it was so bi- so job focused that other areas of life weren't the focus. And this next generation is, it's not the case. Um, yeah. So when we're looking at change in culture, I think it's important to be honoring mm-hmm. of the age spectrum. And I think that's uh-huh. one of the things that's missing is, um, you know, even calling a boomer, someone that's out yeah. of touch, right? Even though that's a yeah. generation segment and also saying young people are lazy. And I have not been alive that long. Uh, but long enough to say, see a g- different generations come along. Everyone keeps saying about that, about the next generation, that they're lazy. <laughs> um, yeah. yeah. It, it's pretty interesting. In fact, um, if you are a boomer, I'd love to hear from you. Did the generation before you say that about you? Because I can only look past back, but that seems to be um, what happens. And so there's this slam on both sides 
Um, but really what it is, it's a lack of understanding yeah. of the cultures we're yeah. raised in. And I think it's become pretty a pretty foggy, vague topic, like a lot of uh, stereotypes, because, you know, even we talk about it, you hear mostly um, boomer and millennial come up where there's actually there's the boomer generation, which has now become like a derogative because people use it, the poor yeah. generation got that stolen from. And then you have the exennial, no, the, the X generation X, right? Which nobody yep. talks about. Um, but they're really, I think, moving into the more probably the people that are still in the workforce where the boomers, if I'm remember correctly, they're almost all in retirement now. Like they're that maybe 70 and above. Um, I'm not, I don't have this memorized the general, but I know that they're getting older, but we still talk about, I think we're talking about generation X. Sometimes we talk about boomers and then there's some millennials who there's so much focus on them. They're so, they're so drama Queens. Um, no, (laughs) that's a stereotype. I think I might be a millennial. Um, but then really, yeah, the generation that is really up and coming is that next generation Z. And I, I think that there has, a bridge or a, um, a new divide with generation C I've heard it called like the connection generation because of world events have created that new generational, um, section. And so I think like we, we lose a lot of the, the actual details of where people are at in these stereotypes. Mm-hmm. Um, but on the bigger picture, when we talk about culture, which I bet people had anxiety if they're listening to this and they heard just, we're going to talk about culture because that could be so many things. <laughs> <laughs> probably brought uh, anxiety up in somebody. Uh, but the bigger culture itself has shifted. You know, often things shift at micro levels, co- different workplaces have different cultures, different areas of the country or the world. But like we've had like a enforced culture shift by the dynamic of what happened globally to the whole world at the same time that whether you like it or not has affected you. Nobody asked for it, um, but it has affected everyone and it has affected the greater interaction of culture. Um, it's really probably the digital revolution in a whole new way. Um, but yeah, I think that causes a lot of, um, things going sideways as well. Not time to even acclimate to it as we are acclimating after the fact. Yeah. And I, like, like you said before, I think it was a supercharger, uh, to where culture was going. And for me, you know, there were some things I believed about my life that would be easier or nicer and COVID proved that wrong. Um, (laughs) <laughs> I, used, I joked at the beginning that as an introvert, I was training for this moment um, to be isolated <laughs> in my home. And yeah. it was not fun. Uh, I did not enjoy it or even the work from home. Um, yeah. You know, some people have that was a dream before that. And they're realizing that wasn't what they thought it would yeah. be. Yeah. And so, yeah, you have cultural shifts. You know, we before we started recording, Crystal, I said something that entrepreneurs... Uh, uh, more of the boomer X generation would say where, where it was like, I want people to care about my business uh-huh. as much as I do. And, you know, in every, in every generation, ev- we have different cultural things that are very healthy and we have different cultural things that are unhealthy. And to me, that's one of the things that um, that's shifted. And I believe that that's a good thing. I believe that's an unhealthy perspective. Like, yeah. um, as a business owner, it's my business. Why would I expect someone to care about my business as much as I do? That just, that doesn't make any sense. Yes. I want them to try hard. Yes. I want them to do their best, but um, it's an unrealistic standard and very unhealthy. And this next generation, they're, they're not going to do that. They, they are not that perspective at all. (laughs) Yeah. And a lot of the things that I see coming out of 
the next generation and the pandemic is actually a really good thing. So there's there's a desire to know what they're best at and made to do and have passions for. And I see a value for relationship, like real relationship, which I think is huge, but it does press against the way it's happened so quickly and broke open. As you said, a supercharger, I think it's pressing against, um, ca- catalyzing against former perspectives and expectations and mindsets, like you're saying. And I also think like in this dynamic, you have people who have went through like a simultaneous trauma per se, if there's not probably a better word, but there's definitely, everybody was affected by this. If you're human, mm-hmm. um, yeah. even if you nothing changed in your job, <laughs> you had everybody telling you things changed and you're like, I'm still here doing the same thing the whole time. And you guys are, <laughs> you know, everybody was affected by it on some level. But yeah, I think you have that mindset. You're saying like, um, there wasn't like a conversation. No one came to the group table of the world and said, Hey, okay. So this is like, I know you guys thought this was, it worked for you. Everybody was about the organization. We're going to go this direction. Like there was no, you know, consensus on that. It was just, it's, it's where culture has evolved, but I can see how it's really hard to understand that if you lived in something else for so long and especially when it worked before, like, right. It brought productivity, it brought success. And I I can see how difficult it can be and how um, disjointing it can be now that I'm here and this worked before. Why doesn't it work now? Yeah. Well, even uh, one of the things I've seen shift in my business just in the last few years is we would hire someone and we'd have them unless, um, they went on to something better or <laughs> we let them go. Honestly, that was how it worked. Well, now when I hire someone, I've noticed I'm still on a trial period for the first month or two. They are testing and looking at me and the <laughs> business and seeing if they like it. And that is a whole new dynamic. And it can be very cool? frustrating, <laughs> you know, honestly, as a leader that's yeah. hiring and I'm like, yeah. um, and if we don't recognize that that culture shift, that that's a cultural difference, because talking to other business owners, the same thing is happening with them. Um, uh-huh. We can start saying things like, and I think that's where the laziness of the next generation, or they just don't care. And that's so not true. They're just not willing to die, live and mm-hmm. die for something they don't like. Right. Know. Yeah. And I can yeah. see how that could um react, bring reactions. Like you're saying, like, you know, you're giving these people a job, you're giving them an opportunity to make money. I don't, I'm sure there's all kinds of ways you can phrase that, but it is what it is, right? Like, yeah. and, and we're all about being leaders who have um, care and awareness for the people we lead and developing them, accepting that we're human, they're human. So like universally, is there something no matter what kind of environment you're in or how it's changed your culture that we can move towards helping bridge that gap of like where culture is today, where people are at and how we can bring in um, effectiveness for our business and for them. Yeah. As, as we were talking about, I think it comes down to that curiosity again, right? Mm -hmm. That, That no matter if you're a leader and the people you are leading are older than you or they're younger to demonize it, you're going to get nowhere. Mm-hmm. But if you're curious about their thought process and what's going on and we're having that dialogue, you it can be a beautiful thing as a leader and actually you can be way more effective. And so mm-hmm. that's the biggest thing to me is it, I've heard it again, going back to it, I've heard it on both sides where we're demonizing a culture without understanding really like, mm-hmm. 
Uh, And I think sometimes it's unintentional, but it's not effective. Yeah. So maybe we just need to accept that we don't get it anymore, (laughs) that it's not (laughs) the same. And we probably didn't get it before. It's just there was things that were less acceptable. So people, you wouldn't get anywhere. You just had to do what you had to do to get by. And now there's more opportunity because the culture has shifted for people to actually um, look at their lives and look at who they are. And and the culture is actually um, opening the door for more opportunity so that the power is not in just the people who have the money or the position. Um, I love that, though, being curious and finding out where your people are at. I've heard this thing about quiet quitting. Have you heard this? It's like this new buzz thing, right? Um, And I know people are all over the place with it. It's like, oh, this is so stupid. And this is, you know, that's disrespectful. And then there's people that are like, this is a great way to to grow and to be happy and whatnot. What I think is interesting about the concept, as I understand it, is it's really about, still about doing your job, which I think is funny because that it goes back to that and what you were talking about, that the business should be more as important to the employee as the person who owns it, um, which is kind of like an enmeshment thing where it's like, what I've heard some people say about quit quitting is basically, I'm just going to do the job I was paid to do instead of like being pouring 150% of myself and my mental power into this so that I have space to consider other things and to maybe move the ball and decide what I really want to do, which actually in that term is a really healthy thing. I think I'm sure people take it to the other extreme where they do what they've always been doing. And they're like, playing cards on their computer when they should be working. That's not quite <laughs> quitting. Okay. That's just bad behavior. Um, but I think that there is like understanding that concept of like people um, want to have a life fulfilled, you know, and getting to know your people, no matter where your environment is or your job and, and even valuing them as a person, as a person with does it, um, their own thought process and their own makeup and passions, like, not that that overtakes the organization, but opening the door for that, seeing them as humans um, of value, I think will put some equity into them staying for one thing and being invested because relationship, I think, will always will always take you down the field of people being invested in what you're doing. Um, but to figure out where they're actually at, and it may be, will weed out people that really don't want to be there too, but um, that's interesting. What does that look like though? Like in, so you, you run right now a pizza industry shop. Um, that was a really professional way to say that you have a pizza store. Yeah, that sounded really professional. <laughs> Which <laughs> I love it though, because it's like you are really in there with the people often. Um, but it's, you know, something that most people can relate to. Like you, they come and they do a job and, you know, fulfill orders and do that. But even in that, like you take time to get to know your employees and build a culture where individuals matter. Yeah. And and we have people across different spectrums. So I have a retired sheriff that works for me. Um, mm-hmm. That's cool. Retired deputy. And he is there uh, for community and to pay for health insurance. Like that's the, that's it. Yeah. Um, it and I need to know why he's there as a leader. I think knowing why people are on mission instead of um, drawing a conclusion yeah. Um, of why they're there. It's so critical because, uh, you know, he's there for that. I have younger people that are there to buy a car. I have other younger people there um, for the mission we're about, which is raising up the leaders, leaders to change community. And they want to be part of that. And so knowing, knowing your people and why they're with you is such a key piece of the puzzle. 
Um, because so like I did work at a church, right? I was a pastor and everyone would say, well, is there's no greater mission on earth than this. And that was like the rallying cry Mm -hmm. that never connected with my heart. Um, and it's not because I don't love Jesus. It's not because anything, but that wasn't why I was there. And so, um, to rally around the, not the reason I was there wasn't helpful for me. Yeah. Is it possible as a business owner to be like, um, or a leader in organization to be really about people understanding where they're at and moving them to where, um, they're created to be in our language, (laughs) um, and, and being able to do that well, and then also being able to run a business well or run your organization well. And how does that, how do you let them go? Like, how do you accept that and still feel confident that you have a team that's behind you. Let them go. You mean firing people? Is that what you were meaning? No, no. Or? Oh, sorry. Thank you for clarifying. Oh. I mean, the fact, as I feel like as we're talking about this, I'm seeing, thinking through like that you have to have an openness in this culture. If you're really going to embrace where it's going, that like you, the opposite of what you said in the beginning, they're not all about you. They're not all about what we're doing. They have their right. own pathway and own life. And can those things efficiently live together? Like, valuing people in their own pathways and their own desire to have fulfillment and still running an efficient organization. Like, cause I feel like how it feels like the, the temptation is like, nope, we have to be, have people that are only 110% in and they have to be all about this. Um, but I think they have to coincide now. Right. I think, co- yeah. And I actually think it brings a ton of frustration when they're not coinciding. Right. Cause uh-huh. then I'll get worked up about, you know, that, that they don't care as much as I do. Like that's wasting so much energy and so much anxiety on that. Um, but they do run into conflict sometimes. And one of the ways that helps me get around that conflict is looking at my business as a separate person, a separate entity, (laughs) right? It needs to be healthy. It needs to be fed. It, it needs things to live. And frankly, it needs it more than I need a paycheck at home. Because uh-huh. if that's gone, then all of us lose. And so it's considering that and then underneath that going, okay, how do I develop my people? How do I create them to be the best version of me? How do I sometimes encourage them to leave the team because I see potential in them that's beyond what I'm able to give yeah. in, in, in my leadership? Or the opposite of that, inviting them to leave because they're not meeting the standard that we have. And so, um, you know, if you say it nicer, like inviting, it's much better than firing. Um, Right. (laughs) But but I think it is possible to have the heart beat behind it all. Yeah. I heard something interesting, what you just, interesting to me and what you just said is I correct me or let me know if this is right, but like you, you had some healthy differentiation with your business, with your, the purpose of it. And that helps you not to be so enmeshed with the employees or as reactive to maybe their journey, because you're looking at the business being healthy, which for good or bad, you know, knowing when people need to go on either side um, or develop on either side. And does that help you stay emotionally, have a healthy distance emotionally from the business instead of it being about you? Yes. Yeah. And I mean, it still struggles to be about me, but I think even, you know, in my industry, it's, you know, pizza, it's, starting at a minimum wage thing and so if i don't watch it like it can be all about me and Mm. you know just a side note is like 
don't know how to say this, so I'll just say it. Like I have a a life financially that no one that works for me does. Mm-hmm. And you know, acknowledging that sometimes will bring brings humility to mm-hmm. my work. Yeah. Um, because otherwise I can look at them as a cog in the wheel to accomplish the goal for Zach. And yeah. um that's not yeah, ends up not being good for my soul, their souls or yeah. or my business. I mean it it's got a cascading effect. And so um I think just this is a side note, not even anything you asked about, but one of the passions um my wife Rachel and I have is helping some of my crew members to experience things that we've experienced that they can't even dream of. And yeah. so like giving them a trip to go somewhere where maybe on their own, they can't afford um, yeah. taking them to a nice high-end restaurant. So there's these, there's these cultural things that honestly, I'm just trying to remember where my place is yeah. um, both as a leader and just that I'm living something that I want people to, I want them to rise with me. If yeah. that makes sense. Oh, that's wonderful. Yeah. That makes me think of knowing what you have and how to pass that on, you know, to, to be generous with it, but also seeing everyone as an equal human. Um, I, it's interesting as we were talking about this, it was starting to swirl around in my head that we, we started with talking about that boomer generation. Yeah. Um, that just, I feel so bad when I say that word <laughs> because of the way it's been used, <laughs> but we, we, you know, we started talking about that generation that was really a time where it was about the organization. You got a job and you served um, that entity uh, for the life. But I was thinking really, um, that was about somebody's identity. It was always about someone's identity being wrapped up into something being successful. And so where we have this go to the millennial, which is the other one that's commonly talked about, like it's all about them. And it's that, well, it feels like it's, as I'm hearing this, it was always identity wrapped up in, um, self-centeredness in some way, like someone was always at the top of the organization wanting to be successful or financially successful, which was probably tied to their identity. Now it's more on an individual level. Everybody's wrestling with that and it's clashing, but it, is it really different? Like it's just one person was now I'm going to sound like an activist. I'm not trying to be an activist, (laughs) but it's, (laughs) you know, I wonder if it was like the people on top were, um, getting the benefit of the success where now I think there's open door for everybody to be wrestling with what success looks like. And it's not so much, um, clearly just I don't know. It might be a controversial topic. I'm not sure how to address it, but what you were saying is like as the owner um, and what you're talking about, the business, obviously uh, often people get enmeshed with their the success of what they're pouring into, especially if they lead it or get the equity from it. So I just wonder if it's more related than, than we realize um, yeah. the humanity of it all, I guess. Totally. I agree with that. And I think sometimes the younger generation forgets that because I've heard this said before by some of the people that have worked for me in the past, like almost a doubt that I shouldn't be more successful financially. Right. So there's a cultural Uh difference there. Right. Um, And they forget that I took the risk. I've spent years and hours and hours. And I think so there's a, I think it's wherever we're coming from to have understanding and to ask questions. Like there was a time I was, had to sleep in back of the store because I was working so much and we lived an hour in some way. So like there was sacrifice and pour in. And so like, um, hopefully I don't get checked out by the food department for that one. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) It's past uh, the statue of limitations. Don't worry. That's right. There you go. So I'm able to talk about it, but like, again, that's seeking to understand instead of going, well, we do the same job. 
It's like, yes, no, no, we do not. I'm working on this when I'm not here. Uh, yeah. And things like so that. Having so having that call to both sides, that's wonderful. Like yeah. to be curious. Yeah. About, call to both yeah. sides. And, you know, we talked about generational, but I think there's also a cultural shift coming as it was kind of alluding to it in, in economics and where we were raised, whether low income, medium income, mm-hmm. high income, like there's cultural shifts just in that yeah. alone and a lack of understanding of how it would be to be on the other side of that. Yeah. And so, again, yeah. as we're talking about culture, it's it's really seek to understand and be curious. Right. And so that's the one that is a step we all can take no matter where we're at. Like if we're frustrated, if we don't understand, if we just want to be better about um, where we're investing or connecting with our community or leading, um, be curious and understand the people around you or seek to understand. You'll never actually understand. Yeah. We're not going to fully understand what someone else is going through. Yeah. But I think in our attempt to understand that brings us closer. And so you're going to, I mean, the reason you said that, right, Crystal, is that yeah. you're going to fail. So continue to fail forward. As you understand, culture has changed, whether you like it or not. You got this. Thanks for joining us on the Human Size Podcast this week. Next week, join Crystal and Zach as they talk about the fear of being fake. We can have a tendency to hide away in relation, and Crystal and Zach talk about it from their different perspectives. Go have a great week.